0: Welcome to HealthCast. I'm your host, Faith Ryan. Today, I'm joined by Manan Dasti, the Chief Information Officer for the National Institute of Mental Health, to discuss the role of technology in delivering mental health care services to the public, as well as researchers studying the effects of COVID-19 on mental health. Manan, welcome to the show.
1: Faith, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for joining me today. So I guess just starting off, I always do this, but for our listeners, could you please tell us a little bit more about you know your past experience in health IT within the federal government?
1: Yeah, absolutely. so I've been blessed where I have spent quite a bit of time at FDA prior to joining the National Institutes of Mental Health. I was at the CIO's office at FDA got a chance to learn a lot about technology's role in public health and how IT plays a key role in ensuring safety and security of public health. So uh, I consider myself blessed to have had that background and that experience.
0: You know, now you're at the National Institute of Mental Health and you guys are all working remotely. So how has your office handled this mass transition to remote work and this continuation of research after COVID hit?
1: You know, it was, a, it was a challenge to put it lightly as the rest of the world. Um, you know, there was no forewarning that this is coming. Not forewarning in a sense where you had months and months to plan, right? So, when the federal government went into a lockdown where people were required to work from remote locations, we had to basically shift everybody's office from the official locations to their home locations. So, You know, transitioning to 100% remote support activities, you know, we had to do this over a very, very short period of time. It required everybody to be, you know, on deck. We had to make sure that people, regardless of their role, they wore different hats, they rolled up their sleeves, then, short, that we didn't have any downtime because, frankly, you know, work can't stop just because there's a pandemic. So we tried to make sure that the agency continued to do its work without any stoppages. We needed to make sure that the continuity of operations, that it was accomplished um, and that this was not only a major accomplishment for IT, but for all for NIMH as well.
0: What were some of the successes, challenges, and lessons learned from this mass transition? So great
1: question. You know, oftentimes we think of just staying afloat, but in reality, given the situation that we're all in Just staying afloat is a success, but there were lots of successes. Um, It was uh, primarily because we emphasized very much on teamwork. We knew that everybody needed to come together to work together to make sure that as we transitioned, that we both the IT and the non-IT wasn't together. It required a lot of patience on everybody's part. People had to relearn on how to work together without being together. We also found out that, you know, the things that we could normally get in a short notice that we could no longer do so. The impact of pandemic on the supply chain was very evident. So things such as laptops or monitors or printers or whatever where we could just order and get them within a couple of weeks, in many cases it took months to be fulfilled. And in some cases, the things that we ordered, let's say six, seven months ago, we still haven't received them. And so those are the kind of things that are problematic, but you know, you can only truly prepare to appreciate the magnitude of this when you start looking at, you know, this is a a whole picture as compared to one aspect of it. So the blessing in disguise is that we've come out of this much stronger. And, you know, hopefully this is going to prepare us better for any of the future events. Hopefully nothing of this magnitude, but still, you know,
0: You know, as the chief information officer, you are responsible for getting these technologies out and directing a team leading this effort to get these technologies out to the NIMH staff members and researchers. So how do you exactly view the role of technology in achieving your agency's public health mission during this time?
1: So great question. And the thing is that, you know, the technology, whether we know it or not, is a part of our daily lives. I mean, we use mobile apps to monitor our breathing. We use mobile apps to monitor our heart rate. We use, you know, various types of wearables to see how we're doing when we're talking about exercising and stuff. But the reality is that all of those things are really related to our personal health. And, in you know, at a larger scheme of things, the whole overall public health as well. So when we started thinking about technology who specifically related to public health, we see, you know, does it make it easier to plan? Does it make it easier for us to design systems that will fulfill specific goals or required goals? And so we start to think about how will it help with the data collection? So as we develop applications, we think of Will it just collect the data? Will it also assist with the management and sharing of analysis of that data as well? We think if we were to do any of those things, will it be easier? Will it make the analysis easier? Will it break it down into, let's say, digestible chunks so that the scientific community that is looking at that data, they can slice and dice it and try and make better sense out of it so they can make appropriate future decisions? You know, It is not only in the analysis and interpretation of that data, but it is also dissemination of that information, right? So again, technology comes in where you perhaps were limited to sharing that information with the people who were close to you. Now with technology, you can, with a click of a button, share information with somebody who's on the other side of the world. And when we're looking at this from the pandemic point of view, think of all of the things that are being learned and all the lessons that are being gained from the other side of the world and who can share all of the information with the people who are sitting here in the United States. And instantaneously, we're able to come up with solutions And you know, through this collaboration that's a whole lot easier now.
0: It sounds like technology plays an incredibly huge role in achieving your agency's mission. And actually, you came into the role as CIO during the pandemic. So that must be a challenge in and of itself, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, so I was uh, just a few months into my job. So I was not only getting used to the new environment, getting to know people, but we had to then go into a hurry. You know, it's one of those like two minute offense and the game's on the line, right? So I had to, to learn quickly, not only the people, but also the environment. But at the same time, not lose focus of that we needed to create an environment that was successful. So. It was challenging, but very, very rewarding.
0: In a past conversation that we've had together, you said that the agency's goal is also focused on ensuring that IT solutions that are offered are holistic. Could you go into a little bit more detail there about what that means and how that connects to mental health? Yeah. So, you know,
1: we started thinking about when we think of holistic medicine, for example, we think of the patient as one complete entity, meaning that when a physical, for example, is done on a patient, that you just don't look at, let's say, their heart, but that you may also listen to their lungs and that you may also require other scans or uh, different other profiles and so on. So we look at the medicine and the impact of that in a holistic way. We also, you know, are trying to create technology that is a holistic as well, right? So... We should not look at, hey, we're just looking at this one application and the data that is coming out of it. And that is it, not in a vacuum. But how can an application work with other applications? How can the data that is being received through one system, how can it be shared across multiple systems so that the interdependence of components that allows the scientific community to make decisions that are that is based on a complete data and not just one data from one application, another data from another application. So the goal is that we create this holistic solution so that the picture is as concise as possible.
0: I like that pulling from different sources and thinking about the bigger picture, how that relates to health.
1: And I would say that, you know, I would want my doctor to tell me Look, you know, yes, uh, you need to lose weight, but you also need to watch your diet, right? You also need to be careful that you don't have too much salt intake because, look, the weight loss isn't enough by itself, right? We have to look at other things. That's the same thing, the same concept that we need to apply to IT in general as well.
0: So I guess looking at it as this whole system of components.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. One view, right? And the one view makes it a whole lot easier to make critical decisions.
0: Pivoting a little bit here, people aren't just physically impacted by the pandemic, but they're also mentally impacted, you know, staying inside for extended amounts of time, working from home, feeling cooped up. Where do you see technology's role in addressing mental health issues people have that may be exacerbated or caused by the pandemic? And how can technology help people receive mental health care services?
1: So Faith, great question. I had thought about this article that I read not too long ago. It was an article that was published in Reuters, and it talked about that the cost of mental health across the world will exceed $16 trillion by the year 2030. And this article was written two years ago. Imagine now, two years later, with COVID-19 squarely on our shoulders. Imagine the impact of the cost of mental health now. I can also remember there's this commercial with Michael Phelps in it where, you know, he's talking about how he suffered with mental health-related issues for a very long time. And he's talking about this app that is available on the phone that allows people to get help, you know, if they are trying to cope with anxiety, with depression, and so on. So when we're thinking about IT and technology in general, you know, look at what technology has been able to do today. You know, people are able to see their doctors using telehealth. They're able to see, kind of meet face-to-face, you know, in a virtual way with their doctors and spend some time with them without really exposing themselves to any of the pandemic-related things. We have, obviously, smart apps now that take you through a series of questions, allow you to do certain exercises, breathing, physical exercises, and so on. And I can go on and on about this. But, you know, the thing is that one of the bigger benefits is that the taboo that is associated with it, that holds people back from talking about this. What this pandemic has done is it has allowed people to say it is okay to talk about mental health. And we have technology that will allow for us to address those needs, you know, with a high level of comfort and in a way that is quick and effective as well.
0: I think it's the level of communication too that technology can provide because it's The most important thing is staying connected, right, and not isolating from the rest of the world or not feeling scared to reach out to someone to talk to them about how you're feeling or what's going on in your life during this very tumultuous time. And it's impacting many, many people across the world. So, yeah, I think that's definitely something that technology can support people with.
1: Yeah, great point. And so it's one thing where we are able to stay connected with people and loved ones. And absolutely, that, that's a huge help. But being able to connect with the specialists and the people who can help us from the medicinal point of view is also very helpful.
0: I don't know where I heard this from. This might need a citation, but I know that younger people are also looking toward behavioral health, telehealth services more so than older people. And there might be like a generational divide and how people are seeking services. And I was wondering if you knew anything going on at the agency involving this type of research in mental health or I guess opportunities that still exist for the agency to explore mental health. You know, the impact of COVID-19 on mental health to a variety of people.
1: So the agency in general is obviously always looking for ways to make things easier for people, right? So when we are working with both the public, the general public, the doctors, the researchers, you know, we're trying to find ways to make it easy, right? But once that is not only easy for the researchers and the agency, but also for the end users as well. So we are continuing to look into the pros and cons of mental health, those apps how can we make it so that the generational gap that you were talking about that it can be overcome that things are easy for people of all ages, regardless of you know whether they are comfortable with technology or not? So we are always evaluating applications we're trying to create partnerships with between clinicians and engineers. We're looking at the various things that may be available. we are smartphones that you know may not require. Much of an interaction, except maybe a click a few buttons and so on, so there's always that research that happens to make things easier and easier for people, so you know NIMH is also continuing to do the same thing. There's a lot of information available on our website, so you know for your listeners, if they want to go to our website www.nimh.nih.gov, you can obviously find out more information from there as well.
0: Yeah. And I've actually perused the website and it's really helpful. I think a lot of people could find a lot of great information on there. I mean, Dr. Joshua Gordon, the director, he posts a lot on his blog on different subjects, but there are also some resources for people looking for uh, mental health services in their areas there as well. So
1: Absolutely. And there are not only the blogs, but also the Twitter accounts and the Instagram accounts. And, you know, those are all very useful tools that can assist with uh, dissemination of knowledge and hopefully dissemination of solutions as well.
0: Do you have any additional closing thoughts or anything you'd like to add or inform the people or listeners about when it comes to mental health and technology? So we've
1: talked about quite a bit of stuff already but you know there's a silver lining in what we have discussed right you know pandemic absolutely has allowed for us to not only rely upon the professionals in the field of medicine but also has allowed for us to rely upon our loved ones right we can go back to them and say hey let's talk what's going on in your life small things like that but you know the whole stigma and the whole taboo that is associated with mental health. Because of the impact that COVID-19 has had where it's isolated people, where it's removed some of those things that we used to take for granted, it's allowed people to talk more and more about the taboo and the other things that are related to the mental health. So hopefully, you know, with this taboo somewhat lifted. It opens the door for opportunities, right? We try to find ways to develop mechanisms that will address not only the health concerns, but also how IT can provide a solution in overcoming some of those challenges and taboos of the past. So I'm hoping that we're going to come out stronger. I'm hoping that we're going to come out with an increased realization that we're in this together and we're going to overcome this together as well.
0: Yeah, me too. I definitely think that this will become a bigger focus for people. It's just become even more impactful today than it has ever been in the past. You had mentioned two years ago that estimate of the cost that mental health would be. And I'm just hopeful that we come out of this together and stronger with more information and lessons learned and ways to help people during this time. So thanks so much for joining me today, Manon. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk about this subject, the role of technology and how it can help people during this time in improving their mental health.
1: Faith, thank you so much for having me and I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Hopefully we won't be talking about pandemic during that time.
0: (laughs) Healthcast is a production of government CIO media and research. For more podcasts. Head to governmentciomedia.com slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. HealthCast is produced by Amy Kluber, hosted by Melissa Harris, Adam Patterson, and Faith Bryan. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsoragovernmentcio.com.